Doing me episode episode thirty four. Um, hello, Brass. Hi. How are what you? What do you doing? have for us today? I don't oh, have I'm anything for good. you. Okay. Well, that sucks. How did you sleep? Um, I slept pretty decently. But the reason I ask is because I have something for you. No, Brass, you don't. <laughs> or do okay. you? Okay. But I do. <laughs> it is this great new text adventure game made for us by the wonderful Eggshell Ghost Hearth. A dear friend, of course. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Eggshell Ghost Hearth is the person who makes uh, the uh, Zoo Literature Project to thine own self be zoo. Frankly, they need to advertise it more, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the game is called Form Thief, I think. Is yeah. Correct? Yeah. Um, it's a text-based adventure, so it would be pretty good for the podcast. And that's what we're going to do this week. We're just going to play the game, and read out all the things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the first scripted episode, and we didn't even write the script. Is it scripted? I mean, that we have the st- we have the story of the game to read. Would the AI episode then also be scripted? Well, no, because that was that was just freeform by the by the AI. This was pre-made. Sure, whatever. Um, yeah, do we just begin the new game? I believe so. Okay, um, go ahead, Brass. <clears throat> Bedroom. You step back from your work and do a big, satisfying stretch. You have been working on an interactive sculpture. It's a sculpture of an oak tree, scaled to be about the same height as you. Its trunk and branches are the same, or are made of shiny aluminum. Sorry, Forgot which line. Just I continue. <laughs> the part part you have been working on is attaching all of the leaves, which are each their own individual piece of smooth oak leaf shaped glass that can be easily slotted into into or taken out of the ends of each of the tree's twigs. On the trunk of the tree is taped a note: "Free leaves," which will of course be more relevant when the sculpture is placed out in the wild uh, than it is currently in your bedroom. <laughs> the whole thing seems to be turning out real good, but, you, but you've been at this for a while, and you're only halfway done adding the leaves, and there are still like a hundred left, so it's definitely a good time for a little break from that. Done with doing a big satisfying stretch, you stand in the bedroom that you share with your dog. Uh, um. Our only option is look around. Okay, I'll just, I just I clicked on look around. Um, although you stand in your bedroom, one could be forgiven for thinking it was an art gallery. Paintings you've done are struck up, uh, stuck up all over the walls. Mostly minimalist depictions of dogs and horses and dolphins and goats as well. Uh, and well, you get the idea. Um, I like dogs. Yeah. You like horses. Yeah. Dolphins are pretty good. Yeah, and goats. Goats too. Behind the paintings, the wall themselves have a deep purple coat of paint. A glass and aluminum sculpture of an oak tree stands at the center of the room. In the southeast corner is a blanket laid out on the floor, covered in white dark hair. In the northwest corner is a bed covered in white dark hair. Against the west wall next to the bed is a desk 
that has a personal computer and a landline phone. Also on the west wall, there's a mirror hung at face level. On the south wall, among the paintings, hangs a detailed map of the world. There's a full glass of water on the desk. God, so many directions. <laughs> Can't even remember that all. Um, I guess we kind of want the map, right? Well, we could also just have like a sip of water. Sure, let's drink the water. Hydrate. Water gang. You and the glass of water... You go to the glass of water and gulp all of it down. You are thirstier than you realize from all the work on the tree sculpture. So drinking the water is super great. The glass is made of ice. You take out your lighter and melt the glass and drink that too. Hydrated, gang. That sure is a way to hydrate. (laughs) And now we can examine the mirror, examine the map, or look through the desk drawer. Well, we got a loot. Right, we'll just examine the map because that's what I click on. (laughs) World map. Um, One dot 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 two. Legend. One is your horse and two is Mirrorborg. And the dots are apparently the path. Great. The avalanche of information that this map presents to you is dizzying at first. Every time you look at the map, you feel a sense of vertigo at just how many hours and days of effort the cartographer must have gone to to render this overview of the world with such accuracy. What adventures and mysteries lie before you in this vast, varied, and meticulously detailed landscape? To what destinations will you choose to set out to when you set foot outside your door? What paths and what bergs will you face? Time. Nothing but time and walking east from here will tell. <laughs> right. Um, examine the mirror, sure. All right. You look into the mirror. Looking back at you is you. You have a cool you have cool ear piercings and a cool nose piercing. You are a human. Actually, is that like boring? Would you rather be a furry or something? We could do that. You yes, can, you I can be <laughs> You want to be, be a furry? We could be a black wolf, a gray fox, a tabby cat, or just being a human. What do you think, Brass? Hmm. I'll go. I can go for uh, any of them. Fine, we're going with the tabby house cat. I think that'd be right. cute. Meow, looking back at you in the mirror is empathetically not a human. Or emphatically. A... I don't know what that means. Uh, it is very emphasized. Okay. This is a funhouse mirror. When you thought you saw a human that was just the funhouse mirror playing tricks, you reach out with your hand paws and smooth out the funhouse mirror, turning into it into a normal mirror. Looking into the normal mirror, you can see your actual reflection. The face of a tabby cat looks back at you. The stripes of white and gray and black and commanding green-yellow eyes you lick your lips seductively at yourself, <laughs> showing off the piercing in your barbed tongue. You run away from the mirror. Hydrated, informed of the world's geography, and an anthro house cat, you pace around in your bedroom. Things are alright. Feels like there's something missing. Alright, we can search for the dog or look through the desk drawer. Sure, we'll look at the desk drawer. You go to your desk drawer and pull it open. There are stickers inside. You take the bestiality stickers. You take uh, the lick dog pussy stickers. You take the lick mirror pussy stickers. And you take the suck dog cock stickers. I miss my bestiality stickers. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you have to order more. Where? Those aren't available anywhere. Okay, we're going to now search for the dog. Okay. Right? 
Yeah, there's no dog here. You look around for her. She's not on the bed or lying, lying on the floor anywhere. We specifically check the blanket laid out in one corner that she likes to lie down on when she doesn't feel like lying on the bed. But she is not here either. Where is she? You determine that dog is not in the room. You start heading over to the phone on the desk to call her. But virtuously, or however you would say that, before you, have reached, before you have reached the desk, you hear the clicking of nails coming up the wooden steps that lead from the living room up into your bedroom. Dog is coming up the stairs. You alright? Oh, okay. You turn to face her. You and Doug meet as she reaches to the top or reaches the top of the stairs. And you crouch down and tell her how happy you are to see her and what a nice, beautiful, amazing girl she is. She wakes very much in agreement. She has a coat of long white hair and pure black eyes into whom whose depths one can see the void of time but of the time before time. World before world, darkness before darkness had ever been touched by light. Two thin shimmering portals into the primordial well from which the universe is drawn. Dog looks your face, face as she continues to wag. After the two of you have properly greeted one another and expressed your enjoyment to see each other, Dog steps back and licks her lips once, looking at you as though she wants to ask you... Ask, <laughs> or she wants to ask you... Wait, she wants you to ask her something. There we go. <laughs> what does Dog need? Ask if Dog wants to be pet. Ask if Dog wants kisses. Ask if dogs wa Dog wants water. And ask if Dog wants food. That's very interesting that those eyes are that deep. Um, <laughs> it's not something I've ever thought about when looking at a dog's eyes. Then um, you've never truly looked into their eyes. I have. I think they're pretty. But I don't see the universe in them, do you? <laughs> I might. Weirdo. Uh, ask if Dog wants to be pet. Dog gives you a small grumbling groan, squaring her stance with you. Dog's not mad that you ask. In fact, your tail is wagging just a little bit at the fact that you were trying to get to the bottom of this. But petting is definitely not what Dog came to you about. Alright. So now we can either ask for, ask if the, if Dog wants kisses, water, or food. Oh well, yeah, Brass, I'm waiting for you to choose. Yeah, let's go down the line. Go for the kisses. Dog gives you a stenofish stink eye, as though to say, this is no time for those awesome canine and humanoid kisses we do. This is serious time right now. <laughs> water, All right. I guess. Dog looks at you intently, as though asking you to keep go going with that line of thought just a little further. She does not say yes to water, but she does let you know that you're close. Well, food is the only thing left. <laughs> Ask if Dog wants food. Dog barks loud and wags her tail very much and trots happily in place. Dog has joined the party. New objective. Give food to Dog. Why does Dog not have a name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we can examine the mirror or map again. We can go into, we can go to the closet. We can take a fireman's pole, pole north down the living room, take stairs east down the living down to the living room, or take water slides south down to the living room. <laughs> right. Um, I do also want to note that we always have the option to put sticker. Oh yeah. But, um, we'll put sticker when we're outside. All right. No, should we see what's in the closet first? Or do we That's do what we... I wanted to suggest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> closet. 
You stand in front of the closet. The smell of clothes fills the air. You are currently wearing a black hoodie. You can put on femme clothes or masked clothes. Yeah, black hoodie is pro- probably pretty, uh, like, gender neutral. Yeah, I think that's the point. You can just keep wearing... No, actually, never mind. Femme clothes. <laughs> Get out of your current clothes and put on a black dress with long sleeves that have pronounced black rose floral patterns stitched in and cool straps and Straps and chains that go all over. No strap on, sadly. <laughs> sure. Um, why is everything black? I don't know, but we'll go with that. Um, I think that means we should probably go down to the living room. Yeah, but do we uh, want to take the fireman's pole, st- the stairs, or a water slide? Let's take the stairs. I think that's the most sensical option. The, oh, being boring. Yes. <laughs> living, living room. Oh. Brass. It is my turn. <laughs> You and dog stand in the living room. The smell of freshly baked banana cream pie fills the air. Who made them? Uh, let's look around first. The living room of you and dog's house is lit by five lamps. One posted each other's rooms, five corners. I totally read that wrong. Yeah. One posted at each of the rooms, five corners. Oh, five corners. So it's a, pent- it's a pentagon. <laughs> the lamps under the lampshades are fitted with aesthetic red and purple light bulbs. That give everything in the living room a calming, cozy aura. A big flat screen TV is mounted to the south wall. A big comfy couch, which has one one arm touching the northeast wall, faces the TV. Several fresh banana cream pies of various sizes sit on a little table in front of the couch. Okay. (laughs) Alright. In the northwest... On the... In the northwest wall? I think it's supposed to be on. A hallway leads north towards the kitchen. On the east wall, the front door... Her... Oh, wait. Or no, in the in the north wall. That actually works for, for a hallway or door. All right. The front door leads outside into the front yard. To the west is a stairway leading up to the bedroom that you and Doug share. Now we can turn on the TV, try one of the pies... Go north to the kitchen, exit door east to front yard, or take stair- stairs up to bedroom. I think you have a job to do. We have to go, we have to, go to the kitchen. Yeah, we gotta feed the dog. You and dog stand in the kitchen. The smell of spices fills the air. Okay. <laughs> the kitchen is aesthetically divided in half. The west half of the kitchen has a black linoleum floor and a black cupboard and black countertops. The east half of the kitchen has a white linoleum floor. I don't know how to say that. And Lino- white cupboards Lino- and white countertops. The west sink and the east sink and the west stove and the east stove are all normal sinks and stove colors. <laughs> um, right. The west half of the kitchen is where you prepare your own food. The east half of the kitchen is where you prepare dog's food. On the dog's side of the kitchen, several food options are laid out on the counter in the fridge. Alright, we can give Doug kibble, give Doug vegan kibble, give Doug celery, give Doug canned dog food, give Doug steak, or give Doug leftover meatloaf. What would you want to give Doug? Hmm. Now we have two vegan options for with vegan kibble and vegan celery. However, I feel like neither I feel like celery isn't going to be you know full of the nutrients that's that dog needs. Needs. And kibble's kind of boring. We could definitely give give Doug an absolute treat and give and give her a steak. Sure, let's give her a steak. Yeah. Um, you go into the dog's. Oh, oh do you want to read this? Yes. Yeah. 
You go into Doug's fridge and take out the cut of pieces of steak that you left in there to thaw earlier. Doug trots and licks her lips as you set the meat out on the counter. Oh no, when you go to reach for the frying pan, you realize that the frying pan is actually on the drying rack, which is in your bed which is in your bedroom, not here in the kitchen. Doug appears very concerned that steak is not being cooked right now. Okay, we must retrieve retrieve the frying pan from our bedroom for some reason. Let's go back to the bedroom. Grab um, pan. Yes, grab pan. Go to the drying rack in the southwest corner and take the frying pan. Dog, very invested in the saga, appears pleased with this development. Great. Um, fine, we can go down into the living room again in another way this time. Do do All right, to completely negate the wa- the drying rack, let's go down the water slide. Mm. You jump onto into the water slide and dart wet, wetly down through a few loops towards the living room. Doug does not follow and elects to take the stairs instead. <laughs> so I guess that didn't make it wet again. Uh, let's go back to the kitchen um, and use frying pan with steak. You set the frying pan down on the stove on the dog side of the kitchen. Oh no, you also need a spatula, which is also on the drying rack. I got there. Oh, <laughs> right, let's go back to the um, bedroom. bedroom. Let's grab the spatula. All right. This time. Okay, the drying rack is now empty. There we go. <laughs> we can um, now take the fireman's pole down. Yeah. As you walk towards the fireman's pole, dog leaps into your arms and you catch, catch her. Holding dog in one arm and the pole with the other, you slide down the pole into the tunnel below and dismount under the conveyor belt. You set Doug down. The two of you move along eastwards on the conveyor belt. Nondescript saxophone music is emitted <laughs> at a pulse sight volume from the small v- small speakers mounted at 1.5 feet intervals in the ceilings overhead. The door in front of you slides open from the middle elevator style. <clears throat> you and Doug continue being taken eastward on the conveyor belt towards the door. You and Doug arrive at the door. Passing through the door, the conveyor belt deposits you and Doc into the living room. Okay, I have to. <laughs> the door hurry closes shut behind you. That is probably the coolest way to enter the the <laughs> living room. <laughs> I think that just wastes a bunch of time. Okay, let's uh, use spatula with frying pan. <laughs> All right. Equipped with all of the tools you need to cook, the steak pe- the steak pieces for your dog, you heat up the frying pan and throw the steak pieces on. Popping and sizzling noises fill the air as you cook. After a while, the steak is done. You set the steak pieces aside to cool as you grab dog- dog's food bowl. Oh no, you left dog's food bowl in the living room when you brought her breakfast out there to her earlier today because she was being lazy. Why didn't we find this out earlier when we looked around? Did we look around? I think we did. Uh, we did, yes. I guess we'll grab the bowl. <clears throat> you grab the bowl, uh, the dog bowl from off the floor under, under the TV. The house creaks as outside. A big gust of wind picks up. You and dogs stand still for a moment, listening. After a while, the gust of wind passes, and the house is quiet again. You and dog glance at each other. You shrug and tell her it seems all right the kitchen <clears throat> using the spatula you scoop the steak pieces out of the frying pan and into Doug's food bowl 
You place the bowl of food on the kitchen floor. Doug approaches the bowl and quickly gets to work, scarfing it all down. You stand nearby and watch, happy to see her enjoying things. When she is finished and has looked the bowl clean, she begins wandering happily away towards the living room to resume her prior business. Before she makes it out of the kitchen, there is a loud knock on the front door. Dog's hair stands up on her back as she runs barking down the hall to confront the intruder. I guess you have to check that out. Yeah. You step into the living room. Dog stands tense at the front door, hair raised, growling and barking up a storm. You come over to the door and stand there with Dog. Um, you hold out a cool-it hand towards Dog to get her to stop barking. You are not the boss of her like that, but she does respect your desire here somewhat. She continues to growl, growl on and off, but stops barking so that you can listen. Nearly pressing your ear against the door, you can't hear anyone outside. You don't get visitors super often, so we just go outside. Will you uh, bring but, Doug with? Yes, do we want to take Doug with us? Yes, come on, Doug. Okay. You grab hold of Doug's collar or to be able to hold her back just in case. With Doug securely held, you turn the doorknob and open the door. Bio, aeroplane, jet, cool face. <laughs> He's form, anthrocat, gender classified, relationship status, L- LTR with dog. Your name is aeroplane cool face, <laughs> but everyone calls you jet. You're an artist and also spend long stints helping out the farm nearby. Also, I'm kind of sad we didn't get to try any of the pies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But um, aeroplane cool face, what kind of name is that? That is not my name. At least Jet sounds okay. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Um, okay, now the bio. bio of the... Brass, I'm reading. Okay. Now the bio of the dog. Form Canis Familiaris. Gender girl, relationship status, LTR with Jet. Dog is a necromancer who believes that really all living beings are practicing necromancy. Whether consuming the death of animals, plants, or the shedding of the soul of the cosmic dragon whose corpse inhabits the sun. She just makes cool things with necromancy, like force fields and desserts instead of boring things like poop and algebra. She has slotted out her true name from all consciousness to protect herself from other practitioners of the dark arts, and goes only by dog. Well, that explain, explains that. That's true. Okay, um, we're now going yeah. to the front yard. Right. You and Doug stand in the front yard of the house that you and Doug share. The smell of incense fills the air. A ghost stands before you a few feet away, her form only visible by the way that by the way that the swirling clouds of smoke from the incense do not pass through her. Oh thank heavens, she says, seeing the two of you. Doug's hair remains standing on end, but she wags now, and is not keen on attacking this ghost. This ghost is your friend Jenny. She usually doesn't come to visit like this except on movie nights. She was the first person you came out to, well, got walked in on by <laughs> She has generally become more polite since then about knocking instead of just going through walls unannounced. <laughs> she appears before you now with her arms crossed, appearing concerned about something. Ask what's wrong or ah, a g- 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 ghost. You know what I want to do. <laughs> Jenny rolls her eyes. Rass, I can read things. Okay, fine. Jenny rolls her eyes. Haha. So we'll just ask what's wrong. Um, I came to check on Dog, Jenny says. All of the animals are being stolen from Mariborg. Dog barks as if to say, oh no, if only they had 
learn to protect themselves with the dark arts like I've been trying to tell them. Um, let's ask Jenny if she knows anything else. All right. I did take this, Jenny says, and takes out an instant film fo- photograph and hands it to you. You can tell from the way the ghost, the ghost juice simmers that this photograph was taken just moments ago. The ghost juice? <laughs> ghost juice. Yum. You kneel down to look at the photo with Dog. The photo shows a ghost in a lab coat holding a big scepter, marching through Maraburg and carrying several dogs and cats with him via telekinesis. This seems to be an extremely advanced ghost. With the photograph in hand, you and Dog share a knowing glance with one another. This picture is definitely enough to get a, a beat on the lab coat wearing apparition. <laughs> Dog's eyes already black begin to emanate darkness, spreading in a soft orb around her head until the darkness has consumed your your hand that holds the photograph and then works its way up your arm and then consumes you entirely. Scry on the apparition. Why is is Dog doing that? Um, Dog is is a practitioner of the dark arts. What does scry even mean? Uh, Scrying is basically he looking... Okay, basically, if you scry on someone, you're able to see them through magic. It's like a, it's like a magical CCTV camera. Right. Okay, so we are CCTVing now. Yeah. Into Mirrorburg down town square. I like how the UI design has changed now. It looks all fancy yeah. now. Okay. Um, Mirrorburg town square. Or would it be Miriburg if it's German? I don't know. I don't even know if it's German. <laughs> I mean, Burg is German. Very much. Yeah, so it just means castle. Yeah, but there's also Bergs in, in America, like Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, that's spelled differently. Fair. An H, right? Yeah. Your presence in the town square disconcerts all nearby. The souls of the living crackle all around. Sense. That is our only option. Six dogs sit around a human who is sitting on a rug playing a, gu- a guitar. A bird perches on the shoulder of an anthro rabbit who is having a conversation with a human. A dog lies panting beside an anthro dog in gym clothes who is sitting on a bench. A cat sits on on the saddle of a horse statue in the center of the square. We can take the musicians. To, oh, so we are currently playing. We are currently playing as the evil ghost that was stealing all the animals. Are we? Yeah, because the options are take musicians, dogs, takes shoulder bird, oh. or take pant. Wait, where was the bird? Oh yeah, bird perched on the anthro. Okay, All we'll right. just take the musicians, dog first then. Right. Oh, musicians, dogs. Um, <clears throat> your energy sweeps out around the square and lifts away all animals present. <laughs> okay, so it didn't matter what we selected. Okay, we, we just selected all of them. Took them all. Your scepter burns with power. Uh, return mm-hmm. south to Miraburg Park. Go ahead, Mars. Your presence since returning here disconcerts all nearby once more. The souls of the living crackle all around. Force the apparition to drop his scepter without him realizing it. Alright, this one's in blue, so it's actually us. Okay, that's what we're doing. Alright, let's do that. Um, that's not what I clicked. Well, it says we, when we continued south of the town, um, we'll just stop scrying on the apparition. You and yeah. Dog stand in the front yard of the house that you and Dog share. The smell of incense fills the air. You notice a ghost note from Jenny standing on the floor where Jenny was. You pick it up. 
The ghost note reads, Didn't know how long you two would be encased in impenetrable, in impenetrable darkness. Went back to the woodland pond. Good luck, Jenny, and a little hard emoticon. Um, you fold the ghost note and put it in your inventory. The ghost note disappears. I want a ghost note. Uh, we can enter the door into the house. Or we can enter talk door to west dog. House. Come on. And we can also talk to dog. Why not? You squat down to. <clears throat> you squat down to be on level with dog, face to face. Dog returns your gaze, ready for whatever you have for her. We can praise dog, observe dog, kiss dog, or consult with dog. Um, we can praise dog. Yes. For doing a good job, I guess. You give dog a rub on the back and on the front, and tell her how good she is. Yeah. Observe dog. Dog sniffs the air contemplatively. Me too. Kiss dog. You and dog share a big sloppy kiss with lots of tongue. Great. <laughs> Consult nice. with dog. You ask dog what she thinks. Dog trots excitedly in a circle, then points in the direction of the center of Maryburg Park, as though to say, let's go check out that scepter that we made the ghost drop. I'd definitely like to see what's up with that. Yeah, we probably should see that. Yeah. Well, let's enter the door to yeah. West, ha uh, West House. You and dogs in a living room. Oh, we can still eat the oh, yeah, we can, we, cream pies. Yes, let's have one of those. All right, you go to the fresh banana cream pies that are sitting out on the little table in front of the couch. Doug has been getting very good at making quote-unquote two-legger snacks lately. Spotting a tiny pie that could be eaten in a few bites, you pick it up and scoop it out of the tin. It is topped decoratively with crispy banana slices. Or thin crispy banana slices, rather. Mm -hmm. Dog watches you, tail moving back and forth slowly in metered anticipation. You take a bite of the pie. It is legit ridiculously good. This positive judgment must have been apparent in your reaction to the pie because Dog begins wagging enthusiastically without you needing to say a word. You finish the rest of the pie and Dog looks off your fingers... With your not, with your non-slubbery hand, you give her some pets and a smooch on the head. The top of dog's head now smells very faintly like bananas, but mostly smells like dog still. How does dog smell? Like dog. Oh. Okay. Now, now our options are turn on the TV, go go to the kitchen, out in the front yard, or up to the bedroom. Let's exit the door again and then just look around, so that way we could probably see where we have to yeah. go. Around the yard are many large basins smoldering with incense, casting a warm orange flickering light onto areas of the yard, dotted among an otherwise dim evening. Light gray smoke hangs heavily in the air, and the small smell of it is very pleasant to the nose. To the north is the vast gardens that dog grows her multitudes of herbalism components in. To the east is a path leading into the pine forest. To the west is the front door of the house that you and dog share. Mailbox stands nearby. There is apparently new mail in it. We got a little thing here. Oh, all right, I'll read like it. Tutorial? By the way, the phone in your bedroom is now available to save your progress with any time you would like to. Saving for losers. Let's check the mailbox. You go to the mailbox and open it up. There are stickers inside. You take the Help Animals Come stickers. I just put down one of those yesterday. Oh, yeah? Where'd you put it? 
Without doxing yourself, of course. Can't tell you. Okay. Um. So, do we want to go safe real quick? Yeah. Nice. Good to be safe. Shit, that's the wrong one. There we go. Um. Okay. You phone. You take a seat at your desk and pick up the phone. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, we can check the zoo agenda. Let's do that. Um. You dial the number that's written on a sticky note on your desk and gain the following information while chatting with the person on the other side. Sticker placed in and around Mirabok. 70! Oh god. Sticker pack's garden, 5 out of 7. Outfit's garden, 3 out of 8. Revelations? Okay, there's no more data we got. Yeah. And in you need revelations, amulet, gazer orbs, cosmo orbs, some moon symbol, and like three question marks. It's probably a, bu- a bunch of secrets. Yep. Well, we can okay. get the save code. You press zero and hear the following message, which functions as a save code that you can copy now and then paste in later at the title screen of this game to reload all of your current progress. Shall, do I want? Do we want to mess- read this? You can try. <clears throat> bark, 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 a woo, bark, bark, rough, squeak, wolf, bark, 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 r r r, arf, hee haw, nay. J H S A Hee Haw Bark 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 Hessa Bark 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 Right. That is definitely a way of doing a safe code. I love it. I remember I remember when Egg Eggshell showed me how that how the safe function worked. We're gonna put down a sticker now because I want to see how it goes. Um, where would you like to place a sticker? So we're in the bedroom. So um, I'll just yeah. put it on the bed post. But well, we can put it on the sculpture, and then it can be be like a, on a public piece of art. You can still do that. Um, which sticker would you like to place? I want to put on the bestiality sticker because that is my favorite. You slap a bestiality sticker onto the bed post. Bed goals. Heck yeah. Yes. Uh, let's put down. Oh, I guess we should have kind of have to pipe on everything. Yeah, we we have we sticker everything. Okay. Desk. Um, which one? I uh, just put one. Whatever. Yeah. You slap and you slap a lick dog pussy sticker onto the desk. From now on, on when you are sitting here, the sticker will be the sen- a sentiment to remember up there with hang in there, kid kitten and i hate mondays except about sexy animals instead of non-sexy animals yeah i agree um let's put one down on the sculpture then um help animals come right. you slap a help animals come sticker onto the sculpture Stiggy, stickering your own sculpture before it even goes out what a foresight the window now you slap a look mirror pussy sticker onto the window it is late dusk outside the window looks out onto the west, overlooking a stretch of the vast forests of pine trees that this house is settled among. Strange creatures live in these woods, and you are no exception. You give the sticker a big fat lick for extra vibes and wander away. <laughs> Don't lick the sticker. That's weird. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. Um, let's. You all... know why? Why? No, I was. Just, I was. It's more. You know why? <laughs> Why do you know it doesn't taste good? Tried. <laughs> Last thing to stick is the closet door, and we'll put a suck dog cock on it. You slap a suck dog cock sticker under the closet door. 
You are, incidentally, out of the closet about everything. No one around here minds except the mayor, who has, who has tried to get an anti-bestiality law passed like city council, but has always been met with, what? And, no, don't be a dick. And, come back when you have a real law, weirdo. He swears it will be illegal any day now, and has his eyes on you. What a weirdo. Yeah. Well, let's just um, leave, I guess. Yep. Go down the water slide. I have. <laughs> um, we'll just leave the house again. So we have three options. Go north to the garden trail, go east to Woodland Pond, or back go back the into the house. Um, I think we should go to the garden trail. All right. Unless you want to talk to the ghost again, which I don't. I hate the ghost. <laughs> garden trail. You and Doug stand at a bend in the tranquil garden trail. The outside world is un or unable to bother you here. The smell of fresh greens fill the air. I guess we should look around here as well. Um, the ground all around you teems with exotic life, creeping its varied roots through the soil and swaying its various limbs around through the evening air. The garden trail continues to the south and to the west. Alright, so we can go south to the front yard or west to the lunar altar. Sure, let's go to the lunar altar. Um, you and Doug stand in the in a woodland clearing. A radiant altar sparkles in at the clearing center. A small <laughs> the smell of milk fills the air. Weird. Let's put a sticker on the lunar altar. <laughs> we sent a help animals come sticker onto the lunar altar. One can never know their future, but they can certainly do their best to steer the course. <laughs> uh, let's look around too. <laughs> Alright. At the center of the clearing stands a round altar which sparkles in the light of the full moon. The altar casts its reflected light onto in, er, yeah, reflected light to the leaves of the oak trees nearby, which do a lively merengu. I don't know. In the wind, and the wind itself here emanates from the altar as well, spiraling out and over the rippling grass of the clearing until reaching the trees and putting a dance in the dark oak, the oak's branch. Ugh. The oak branches steps. Just read it correctly, how dare you? To the north of the clearing is a tool shed with a shoddy wooden door. To the east is a trail through Dog's Garden. There is a Help Animals Come sticker on the lunar altar. <laughs> Thank you for adding that. Um, I guess we can enter the shed. Alright. Um, you and Dog stand in a shed that creaks in the gentlest of winds. Smells fill the air. Um, the floor underfoot is... Rough cement, and the wooden boards of the walls groan in the wind. Several tools sit on various shelves, covered in cobwebs and dust. The spacesuit is propped up in the display case at the far end of the shed. The spacesuit is shown silhouetted against the display case's glowing blue, electroluminescent black panel. Do we want to put on the spacesuit? No. But oh. we can put a sticker on it. <laughs> or we, right, can so we can put stickers on a bunch of things. A useful circular saw, an acid flamethrower, a completely functional jetpack, twelve a twelve pack of twenty four hour dog duplication juice, and a compass that points to hints. I guess we can use. Uh, we'll just go down the list. Um, yeah. You slap a bestiality stick onto the useful circular saw. This maybe could for sure cut through and yeah, cut through any door or wall that you've ever seen. It is so cool that it has a stick on it to show. 
That's not what it said, but that's what I read. Yeah. Um, flamethrower, sure. You slap a lick dog pussy sticker onto the acid flamethrower. 50% acid spraying device, 50% flamethrower, 100% stickered. Fuck yeah. Um, you slap a lick mare pussy sticker onto the completely functional jetpack. There are actually some stickers on it already, but there are polite stickers like unicorns and dolphins. Um, of course, non fictitious versions of those. You fit the bestiality-related stickers in a gap among the polite stickers. Cool. Um, all right. 24. You slap a suck dog cock sticker onto the 12-pack of 24-hour dog duplication juice. You and dog have had fun with this stuff before, <laughs> but now is not the time, of course. You slap a help animals cum stick onto the compass that points to hints. The face of the compass now has a pretty much unremovable, unremovable sticker covering it up. <laughs> we yeah. made it completely useless. We don't need it anyway. Yeah, we don't need hints. Sure, let's put on the spacesuit anyway. You take off your current outfit. You are not wearing clothes for a little while, but you know, just changing like, geez, who cares? Dog doesn't care. She's seen it. Well... There is a little flicker of excitement in her chest when she sees you undressed because she associates it with fun times. But she gets that contextually you are just changing right now, which is no big deal. She just does like you like that and finds seeing you like this cute. Um, thank you for the detail. <laughs> Anyways, you put on the sleek inner space out uh, spacesuit and then step into the bulky outer spacesuit and dog helps you zip up the back giving one shoulder blade a good luck lick before zipping you up all the way. You are now wearing the spacesuit. The spacesuit's visor is made out of thin swarm of nanobots, which allow convenient things through, which allow convenient things through, like smells and food, while retaining the suit's interior's heat and oxygen. Um, dog sniffs your discarded outfit and wags, then briefly opens a portal below it and drops a tidally into your closet. <laughs> Are we just gonna always wear the, that outfit we're, now? We're we're just wearing a spacesuit now. Yep. I don't want to wear a spacesuit the entire time. Well, we can go back to the house and get the dress back. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess we have to go back to the house anyway. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll just go back and change. I guess. <laughs> we I just randomly it. went into the shed, put on a spacesuit, and immediately changed out of it. Yeah. <laughs> the spacesuit. Uh, do you like? The way spacesuits look. I mean, they're certainly interesting. I'm not sure what practical use they'll have on Earth, but you know. Exactly. Even if this even is Earth. Ha ha ha. Um, we haven't turned on your TV yet, have we? No, we haven't. You walk towards the couch and grab the TV remote that is sitting on on the one of the couch cushions. Before you get there, Doug barks and opens a portal below the remote, then barks again and closes the portal after the remote has fallen through. The remote has been banished. Dog is clearly not in the mood to sit around waiting for you to be done watching TV right now. Damn, that's mean. That's not nice. <laughs> I can do what I want. All Fine. Right. I guess we have to go east to Woodland Pond to yep. Jenny. You and Doug stand on a gravel trail that goes through the picnic area and the pine tree woods. Pond, pond smells fill the air. <laughs> hmm. It's a very smell-focused game. Uh, let's look around then. The trail goes through the pine tree woods between your house and Maribok. 
You are currently at the halfway point between the two, marked by a quaint picnic area south of the trail that has a wooden table, a fire pit, and a small dock leading out to the pond. To the east, the gravel trail continues to Miribok. To the south, a small footpath leads through the grass around the woodland pond and takes you to a smaller, more secluded pond. To the west, the gravel trail continues to the front yard of your house. I think we should just go to Town Square. Unless you want to talk to Jenny first. Yeah, let's see what Jenny has to say. <laughs> you sit down at the picnic table and use your lighter to light one of your cigarettes, all caps for some reason, and blow a stream of smoke across the table. The form of Jenny's face is revealed in the air in the areas that the smoke does not pass through. Jenny is smoking a ghost cigarette and blows ghost smoke at your face. So I guess we're both smoking, huh? Um, what should we ask? We can ask Jenny about apparition, ask for life advice, or view her bio. Let's view the bio first. Um, the bio of Jenny, of course. Form, ghost, gender, female, relationship status, single. Jenny is a ghost whose favorite movie genres include action, sci-fi, and comedy. She is down to exist on this mortal plane until she finishes her movie watch list. But that's pretty chill. Um, cool. We can now ask her on a movie date or chill with her. <laughs> we'll ask about the apparition first. Okay. You asked Jenny about the apparition that stole all of the animals from Miraberg. Jenny takes a drag of her ghost cigarette, then blows the smoke off to the side. She tells you, I was just stopping in t into town to visit some people, and yeah, as soon as I arrived, I could feel that something was wrong. Malicious ghosts aren't usually able to get into Miraberg like that. I'm surprised that this one got through. He wasn't disguising himself at all. He just came in like that, with, or came in like it was no big deal, and started taking all of the animals. I was shocked, but I'm glad I di he didn't get dog. That's good news, at least. Actually, hold on. Jenny leaves for a bit. You shrug at dog. Dog comes over closer and sits right by you. You pet dog. Jenny comes back, and you blow cigarette smoke around again to fill the air with it again, so you can see her better. Jenny adds to what she said earlier. Okay, sorry. Doing a little recon. I think he was mostly stealing pets and maybe other animals who were nearby incidentally. But he did miss a few of the mice in the saloon. Alright, we can now ask for, for life advice, ask her on a movie date, or chill with her. Yeah, we know the options, Spraz. Yeah. Um, but let's ask for life advice then. Jenny shrugs. It's pretty easy when you when you get Need to get your bearings, look around. If you don't know where to go, your dog is smart as hell. She probably knows the way. If you think that blackjack table at a saloon is rigged, you're probably just unlucky. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, movie date? <clears throat> Sorry, one second. As you begin to ask Jenny on a moving date, subtle wisps of darkness emanate from dog's eyes, briefly casting a zone of silence around your face. Dog is completely here for movie night, usually. You and her snuggle on the couch, and she gets to partake in the snacks. Sometimes, if the movie is boring, you and her kiss. Sometimes, if the movie is very boring, Jenny will turn on the couch and sit cross-legged, facing the two of you, making out directly. And that's not even Jenny's thing, but, like, sometimes the movies are just that bad. And therefore, that's good, as far as Dog's interests are con concerned. Or if the movie actually is good, Dog enjoys being part of the laughing and the reactions, and all that regular movie-watching stuff, too. But in this moment, Dog would rather go on an adventure, and does not have the patience to wait through a whole movie before getting back to it. 
Damn. Damn. Do you want to chill with Jenny? Sure. You sit for a while with Jenny, smoking and being cool. Smoking and cool are both capitalized. <laughs> we can just do it endlessly. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't give you anything new. Okay. I guess we'll just you gain lung cancer. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess we'll just go to the town then. Okay. Wait. Was there anything we could sticker? Um, sure. Let's check. We can stick at the picnic table. All right. You slap a bestiality stick onto the picnic table. Certain types of people picnicking here may find themselves salivating more than usual. I'm <laughs> okay. The fire pit. You slap a lick dog pussy sticker onto the fire pit. Now there will be two things that are fire here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You slap a lake mare pussy stick onto the small dog. Docking. Extremely homosexual. Extremely here for horny drawings of sheath havers doing that. What? But that's what? not what we put there. But well, yeah, but docking. And yeah, I know. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, town Wait, square. There's one. Wasn't there one more place we could put? I know, but I really want to go to the town square. Okay, fine. The podcast is already fifty minutes long. Come on, Brass. Focus. Um. Okay, fine. I guess we'll be kind of rude to not see everything. Secluded pond. You and Dog stand at the end of a trail, looking out <clears throat> at a small pond overgrown with cattail reeds. Secluded pond smells full of the air. <laughs> Frogs sing and crickets chirp here. The, the cattail reeds sway gently in the wind. The seclusion of this area of the woods ex exudes a pleasant aura, and that is all that is here. <laughs> we can put a stick on the tree. You slap a help animals come stick onto the tree. Ah, memories. Oh. <laughs> now we can go to the town square. Okay. You and dog stand in town square of Meribok. The smell of a horse statue fills the air. The buildings all around have walls made of mirrors that reflect back the light of, of the few street lamps dotted about. The town square, normally bustling in the evening hours, is empty. Silence hangs in the air. The horse statue at the center of town square depicts Leonidas da Vinci, the town's co-founder. Several potted lavender plants encircle the statue's base. There are also there is also one knocked over potted plant, pot, potted lavender plant, with the potted potted bundle of sticks standing in its place. The potted bundle of sticks is marked with a small placard labeling hang it uh no what a norbzok plant <laughs> mm -hmm. to the north a canal begins and a wooden boardwalk over the canal's waters leads to the northern marsh district to the east a blacktop road leads out to the signal tower grounds to the south a cobbled road leads to miraberg park to the west, a gravel path leads to the woodland pa woodland pond. Um, I think we're supposed to go to the park, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the park. You and Dog stand in the center of a well-maintained octagonal patch of grass. The smell of static electricity fills the air. Um, Mirabok Park. Okay, now this is after looking around. Mirabok Park, a large octagonal yard, is where public festiv festivities are often held on holidays. 
bowl-shaped oak trees surround the lawn at regular intervals. To the north, a cobbled road leads to Meribok's central town square. To the east, a cement driveway leads to city council member's Lavender's house. To the west is a mirror-walled building in a shape that resembles a sea sponge. On the ground at the center of the field is an ornate scepter. Let's examine the scepter. <clears throat> you and Doug approach the scepter. It seems to be made of gold, or a gold-like material, with a big red orb at the top of many gl- or at the top and many glyphs inscribed along the shaft. The hair on Doug's back stands on end as she cautiously nears the scepter and sniffs it. Dark smoke-like tendrils emanate from Doug's face. The tendrils approach the scepter and encircle it. Using her dark magic, Doug magically hacks the se- scepter and br- and begins reading the usage logs. <laughs> yeah, that's something you can do with snaz. Yep. Yeah, it's magic, you know. Doug lets out a low growl as though to say, hmm, it seems that this is a scepter that steals the souls and bodies of animals, so basically it completely steals the animals, but like in ghost-carryable form, which is bad. We did make make the ghost drop the scepter, but it looks like we were too late. The ghost only needed the scepter to make the animals carryable to begin with. But once he had them, he was able to keep carrying them, and now he has escaped town. It looks like the scepter was used all throughout Mirrorburg, stealing everyone's pets, but in certain cases there was a pet whose love for their owner was so strong that the scepter couldn't fully tear them away, which is also bad, but also may be good for cases where this happened. A fragment of that animal's soul was left behind. Maybe if we change this glyph on the scepter to be like this, and this one like this... That's a lot to read into a growl. Holy shit. Yep. Doug summons a set of engra- summons a set of engraving tools and alters some of the arcane symbols on the scepter. When finished with her work, Doug puts away her tools and dis- or dismisses the dark tendrils connecting her to the scepter. She then wags as though to say, There, now if we find these soul fragments, fragments, we can take on the form of that animal, which is normal, which is morally kind of in the gray zone, but that's not our fault. So although it's not the coolest thing ever, we should try to use it for good and stuff. Plus, we'll <laughs> we'll probably want to have both soul pieces on hand if it turns out we can restore them anyways. You, you have heard these types of necromancy apologetics from Dog before, but at least in this case, the logic about any wrongdoing really not being your fault does seem to check out. Dog has altered the, the, or animus thief scepter into the th- theramogrification sticker. Right. Or use, using the using this tool, Dog can use partial animal soul fragments to turn you into the form of that animal. Dog turns and points east, as though to say, according to my readings, the nearest animal soul fragment is over there inside the city council member Lavender's house. So is that why um, the game is called Farm Thief? So I guess. Turning to animals. Woohoo. Um, well, that's that's a lot of text. <laughs> it was indeed. Let's go east to the city council member's Lavender's house. Um, the door to city council me- member Lavender's house is locked. Um, All right, we look around. It's just the same thing. Yeah. All right, so we can go to the town square or enter the mirrored door door west. What do you want to which do? Is, let's go into the mirror walled building that is in the shape that resembles a sea sponge somehow. So the and the mirror door. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Fortune Teller's edifice. Yundark's standard room, shaped like an irregular polygon, whose walls are all made of mirrors. The room is mostly dark, with only isolated points of light provided by Christmas lights, which hang from wire frames in odd configurations. The smell of window cleaner fills the air. Colorful pins of light hang throughout the air, the reflections of reflections seeming to create a room that expands much further into extra-dimensional space than traditional edicts about physics would allow. To the east, somewhere, is the exit back out to Miribok Park. Oh, let's put a sticker at least. Yeah, we'll put a sticker. Oh, this is a non-sticker zone. Oh, um, boo. Let's sticker something in the park then. Like um, the small statue of Vinci the Fourth. Um, you slap a sock dog cock sticker onto the small statue of Vinci the Fourth. This small horse statue, located besides one of the trees, is now even more fuckable than it already was. <laughs> Great. You slap a suck dog cock sticker onto the very small statue of a dog. Uh, the sticker can almost wrap all the way around the statue's body, as though to emphasize how hesitant the town was to embrace dog as an important figure in the town's history. <laughs> That's mean. Yeah. That's mean. Also, we could go to the town square and sticker the big statue, I bet. Uh, that's true. Um, no, we can only stick on oh, the yeah. plant. The <laughs> Norbzog plant. Yes, yeah, um, You slap a bestiology sticker under the Norbzog plant. Norbzog plant. More like, has an interspecies sex sticker on it plant. <laughs> yeah. Amazing pun. Yes. Wow. Great joke. Um. Okay, where should we go? <laughs> You can go north to the Mirrorburg Marsh, east of the Signal Tower, or to the park, or to the pond. But Brass, where should we go? Yeah, let's go to the Signal Tower grounds. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you and Doug stand in sparse grass outside of the Signal Tower command building. The Signal Tower reaches far into the sky overhead. The smell of communications protocols fill the air. <laughs> You stand outside the ground of the small uh, of the signal tower, which stands at the outskirts of Meriborg. The large tower overhead broadcasts protective signals that ward off evil spirits, though the efficiency of those broadcasts is an arms race to keep up with the prying avenues by which the spirits try to find their way in regardless. Above you is the signal tower. To the east is the signal tower command building. To the west is a blacktop road leading to the central square of Meriborg. Let's go into the t signal tower command. After stickering oh, everything. Okay. okay. Slap a bestiality sticker onto the unspecified electrical box. What this object is intended to do is anyone's guess, but one thing is definitely uh, one thing it definitely does now is announce our objectively attractive animal zone. <laughs> cool. You slap a lick dog pussy sticker onto the second unspecified electrical box. While the workings of this area may be advanced and confusing, the workings of your impulse to put stickers on things are straightforward and just. Hmm. You slap a lick mare pussy sticker onto the third unspecified electrical box. The electrical box starts making a different noise for a second. After a little bit, it goes back to the noise it was doing before. That's concerning. <laughs> Well, I guess we can enter the door, right? To the yep. Oh, it's locked. All right, so yeah. we cannot. All right, we can't go. 
he can't go to the tower itself. So back to the park and to the Mar- Maribyrg Marsh, I guess. <laughs> guess the one place we haven't gone. You and Dog stand on the boardwalk at the center of a marshy square. The smell of baked goods fills the air. Um, ground, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> Several mirror-walled buildings just just out from, or jut out rather, from the marshy waters that flood the square on the northern edge of town. A network of sturdily crafted wooden boardwalks is laid out over the waters and marsh grass, or marsh grass. To the north, the boardwalk ends and transitions into a gravel road, leading to the, far- to the farm a ways outside of Maryburg. While that, Though that is probably too far to go, go while you still have other business in town today, the... Or, oh, I thought that was, that, that was going to go into more. No, that's just the end of the sentence. To the east is a local saloon. To the south, the boardwalk leads to... Or, the boardwalk path leads to Maryburg Central Town Square. To the west is City Hall. So why are things mirror-walled? Why are mirrors on the wall? Because it's Miraberg. Oh. No, I don't get it. <laughs> Mirrorberg. Let's put on a sticker on the secret bulletin board. Um, <laughs> you slap a sock dog cock sticker onto the secret bulletin board. This hub of underground information that is posted on the underside of the marsh walkway now has even more cool information on it. That seems like a very inconvenient place to put a bulletin board. <laughs> I mean, it is a secret one, so like, yeah, fair, it's not for fair. you. Um, let's enter the saloon then. All right. You and Dog stand in an old west style saloon. The smell of hay bales fills the air. The saloon seems to be a popular place tonight, as townsfolk sit around with their torches and pitchforks lying on the ground besides them presumably taking a breather from their work at the city hall across the square. The par- the bartender, an anthro-donkey named Clip, stands behind the bar washing a glass. At a blackjack table in one corner sits a colossus bacteriophage. To the north, a stairwell leads down to the goblin bar, with a sign staked into the ground by the top of the stairs that says, Warning, root area beyond this point. To the west, a pair of swinging doors lead back, out to the Mirabark Marsh district. Alright, we can talk to the bartender, have a seat at the blackjack table, which is manned by a gigantic virus. <laughs> you know, why not? And take the stairwell north to the Goblin Bar, or go back out into the Mirabark Marsh. Um, I'd say we should talk to Clip first, or just right. put a sticker on something. Like, yeah. bar. You slap a bestiality sticker onto the bar. Clip, then, <laughs> Clip, the bartender, is certainly not going to have any disagreements about your statement. Good, good. Uh, based clip. You slap a lake dog pussy sticker onto the random table. The future con- conversations that this could en- engender make one envy the flies on the walls. Huh. <laughs> You slap a bestiality sticker onto the Goblin Bar sign. Now the sign warning about rude things beyond this point is in of itself a little bit rude by some standards. Love it. Let's talk to Clip now. Okay. Okay, we can order many, many different types of yeah. <laughs> things. It's a lot of 
on different drinks. You can also just you can also just drink from your own fl- our own flask of beer. Um, don't you just want to drink robot juice? Yeah, Let's yeah. Clip gets started right away on preparing the robot juice, shouting, number 10, coming up. When the drink is done, he slides to you. You do not drink the robot juice. Oh. Well, drink it. Rude. Why is he not drinking it? Okay, what if we order a different one? Uh, what about, um, sure, a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um, you drink the Bloody Mary, offering it down to Dog's level for her to sniff a couple of times, though she passes on drinking any. I'm sad that we were not allowed to have the robot juice. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's probably not drinkable. Um, let's have a seat at the blackjack table. He and Doc sit across the table from the Colossus Bacteria Phage. Let's play a hand. We can play a hand. The Colossus Bacteriophage phys- or psychically sends a confirmation code to the email client that... <laughs> that is on the computer in your bedroom, you will need to give the code to Zim to play. Are you or kidding me? To, or to him to play. Yeah, Zim. Right. So much work. Well, next time, I guess. Take us... Okay, well, to the goblin take, bar. We are going to the goblin bar. Um, you and Dog stand in the midst of a quaint, dilapidated bar. The smell of old urine fills the air. Um, this Lovely. goblin bar, located underneath Mirabog's comparatively classy saloon is a seedy hangout for the abrasive and thick-skinned. At the west end of the room is the stage, currently unoccupied. In an alcove in the north of the room is an arcade that is mostly full of broken machines, though, you know, that the skee-ball is set up as not to give tickets, but to always return your ball, making it playable in a casual capacity. The bar proper is on the east end of the room. A half-dozen patrons, some goblins, some not, sit around at the table or at the bar. You know, not the table, just tables in general. The room is large enough that a half-dozen patrons still leave the space, feeling mostly empty tonight. The bartender, a goblin named Scrapfart, appears busy chatting with a couple of, a couple of the goblin patrons who are seated at the bar. To the north is a stairwell leading back up to the saloon. To the south, there is a mouse hole in the wall with a tiny sign staked into the ground next to it that reads, Hello, welcome you to visit our establishment if you would like to. Alright, we can check the the drink offerings, play some ski ball or bang in the corner. <laughs> uh, let's start by um, <laughs> checking the drink offerings. This establishment's drink offerings are listed on a wooden sign that hangs on the wall beside the or behind the bar. Piss, apple juice, secretly piss, piss, specifically horn, horse piss, rum, and piss. It is with horse piss and boogers. Unfortunately, you do not have any goblin money or connections at this bar. On a sub sign hanging by a couple of chains from the main sign, there is an addendum to the menu which reads eggshell, eggshell mule to order in. To order, inquire with clip above. Kick, 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 kick. We'll have to ask about that later. Let's yeah. bang in the corner. <laughs> you and Dog make horny eyes at each other, and the two of you slink off to find a place to bang around here. That. Oh, shit. It continues. What? The sentence continues. I hate this. Oh. Uh, hear that? If not completely pri- private, is at least private enough that if anyone here does watch... They are the ones who decide to turn and look. 
Um, anyway, you and dogs stimulate each other's spits and zones. It is very enjoyable and fulfilling. Both of you have a very good time. Dog smells very nice. You love her a lot. All right. And Let's we accidentally did that twice because I pressed on that again. Oops. Uh, yeah, ski ball, sure. You and dog play or go over to the arcade and kill some time hanging out and playing ski ball. Well, that's that's well, it's stickers down, I guess. Yeah. Um, you slap a help animals come stickers under the stage. Uh, one can hope that future stage actors take this as a cue someday, assuming the personnel needed are also present. <laughs> All right. You slap a bestiality sticker onto the skee ball machine. There are already a whole bunch of pro bestiality sentiments expressed via marker on this machine, mostly written by you, most, mostly written while drunk, mostly influenced by how attractive you think dog is. She is so attractive, like, gosh, heck, dang, so amazing. Yeah, love dog. <laughs> um, is there anything else we can do? I guess we can ask dog what... Yeah. She thinks about this place. Dog lances around contemptively. It's not to say, hmm, with us wanting to get into city council member Lavender's house, but with the door being locked, we should probably speak with him at the city hall and learn what we can. Maybe observe dog? Nope, there's nothing really to do here. Alright, so it's just telling us to go to city hall. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk to Clip again uh, to ask about the... Um, Eggshell mule, was it? Yeah. <clears throat> oh no, Clip grabs a bottle of vodka, but then in a cruel twist of fate, he also grabs a can of light beer of an unspecified brand. Oh no. He pours some vodka into a glass, a respectable start, but then he cracks open the light beer and pours some of that into the glass as well. You can tell from the look on his face that he knows that this is not going well. A light beard a light beer and a ginger beer have such different flavor profiles, and so much of what makes a Moscow mule work is to do with ginger beer. There's no reason to think that this is about to be an acceptable drink for him to serve in his establishment. He pours concentrated lime juice into the mix more than usual to try to compensate for the lost cause. <laughs> with no joy in his eyes, he sets the drink in front of you. You drink the drink. It contains alcohol, and you can get it down. And it and it does technically have flavors. Like, it is sour and somewhat vaguely sweet and kind of bubbly, but otherwise has no positive qualities. You would be better off getting a different drink, but you would want to be polite so you finish it. When it's done, you and Clip share a knowing look with each other, acknowledging <laughs> without words that this drink should not be made again. Dog farts and whips around and barks at her, at her butt. Ch Clip snickers and then goes back to polishing a glass. Damn, dog. Okay. I, I feel like this is just Eggshell sharing a story about how she tried to make a uh, Moscow mule with a light beer. <laughs> how would you do that? Why would you do that? It sounds nasty. <laughs> Um, I guess we'll just leave. There's nothing else to do right. here. Yep. Um, so, it was still city hall. City hall. Okay. Yeah. You and dogs stand in a very large, excessively air-conditioned room. Smell of vanilla air, fresh air, fills the air. 
Although the city hall of Mirabourg once had a more traditional floor plan, the administration of Vinci, the uh, that would be the seventeenth, had all of the interior walls removed, going for more of an open concept kind of thing. The current administration, Nobzog, added a white coat of paint over place of the old murals and installed a high-powered air conditioning system. Um, Mayor Nobzog sits within a cylinder of bulletproof glass situated at the center of the room. A handful of townsfolk sit or stand nearby with torches and pitchforks munching on brats and plates of tater tart casserole and other sociable brats, dinner I think food. It's supposed to be, but... <laughs> huh? I think it's supposed to be brats, as in like a bratwurst. Oh, who would say that? Who would say that? What do you mean? Who would say brats? That's like saying fries. What, are you going to eat fries? Yes. But fries are not sausage. No. Do you know what brat means? No. It means to fry. <laughs> In German. So brats oh, would just be fries. <laughs> I hate that. Well, in English, we call them bratwurst, or brats for short. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> the mayor sweats nervously and taps his fingers anxiously against his leg. Adjacent to the mayor's cylinder, the city council sits at their fest- feasting table, chatting with other townsfolk. City council member Lavender is busily dishing up plates for the townsfolk as they stop by. To the east, a pair of double doors lead back out to the Mirbrook Marsh, Marsh District. All right, I guess we talked to city council member Lavender. Mm-hmm. You notice the city council member, her Lavender, who is free at the moment, and sit down across the table from him, implying that there are multiple? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's ask him about animals to love him. Okay. City Council Member Lavender ch- chuckles elegantly. <laughs> oh, darling, if the two of you are unicorn hunting, you had us at hello. You and Doug glance at each other. Doug does not seem offended, but also does not seem interested unless it will expedite getting what she needs from him right, na- right now, which does not seem to be the case. You drill down on asking Lavender about the recent stealing of all the animals. City Council Member Lavender scoffs elegantly. Yes, yes, it's all anyone wants to talk about in this or talk about this evening. We are not unaware of it. All of the birds in our aviary are gone. He glances for a moment, taking a bite of his casserole. Though he seems to want Hunt to keep up appearances, you do detect the beginnings of tears shimmering in his eyes. In any case, he pretends to cough, blows his nose into a cloth napkin, and covertly dabs at his eyes with another napkin. He's dabbing? Sure, yeah, let's go for that. Anyway, you inform right. him you inform him that that yourself and Doug are currently on the case and that it may be helpful if the two of you can see the aviary. City Council member Lavender gives you an agreeable hum. Hmm. Well, though your chosen school of the arts is quite distasteful, you are all the same exceedingly capable in it. We suppose one may accept a bit of gotcha. Gotchiness? What? No <laughs> in, the pursu- in the pursuit of sorting this out. City Council member Lavender reaches into a trouser pocket, pulls out two keys, and sets them both on the table. Well, between the three of you. 
Each key has a tag tied to it with a ribbon or with a ribbon. One tag reads business. The other tag reads pleasure. The city council member awaits your decision. Do we take the business key or the pleasure key? What do you think? Hmm. I I want a pleasure key. Okay. I like birds. (laughs) You take the pleasure key to the city council member's house. It's identical to the business key to city council member's member's house. Good for the same. Okay, yeah. You lean in with Dog and ask if this all... This is all you need here. Dog casts a sideways glance over to City Council Members Lavender. It's though to say, to make use of the soul fragment, you'll need a few more things. One, an effigy. I don't know what that means. Representing the image of the animal. Two, something that the animal liked to eat. Three, something symbolic of what the animal liked to do. With all three of these, we demonstrate to the fragment of the animal's soul that its love is not forgotten to this world, and beckon it back long enough to trap it. I mean, rescue it. Okay, trap it, but for chaotic chaotic good reasons. Lay off, (laughs) I didn't make the rules, I just exploit them. Anyways, we'll need that stuff at some point to get anywhere with this, but I'll leave the logistics of that to you. Alright, ask Lemder if he knows which bird loved him most. City Council Member Lavender gives an injured laugh and stands up and leaves. On the way out, he leans down to whisper to City Council Member Lavender, who, wait, what? <laughs> there, there's there are so two, many of them. Who is city, seated further down the table. Dog creates a faint cloud of darkness near the whispering, and though they are far away, the sound comes to you effortlessly after a few seconds. With the necromancy, but he, but they mean well. This one, th- this one thinks. Speak, speak true. Hide from them nothing about her, and speak with our our insight. There, therewith they may, might have her and the rest of them back. All the same, this one is off to procure a cleric to clean up whatever their foul trade may leave behind, after they've done what they may need to do. With that, City Council Member Lavender leaves the City Hall building. City Council Member Lavender stands up. It is the different Lavender. Comes yeah. over and sits down across from you. He offers a smile that shows his teeth are stained with wine. Um, we'll just ask that again, I guess. Yeah. Um, City Council Member Lavender continues to grin at you and answers. You speak of whatever. Do you want to try pronouncing that? Ilfiniusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusiliusilius
and then takes a moment to have a bite of, of brat that <laughs> taken off the plate in front of him. After swallowing, he continues. She is a raven of that plane and deserving of her name. Though, for brevity, we do tend to call her ill or some re- repetition of such. Hi, ill, ill, ill. Hi, ill, 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 ill. City council member Lavender shakes his head and smiles off into the distance. I just realized I have to go in 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll just play a little bit more. All right. We... And we'll save, and then I have to go. All right. And we'll just make it so the next episode releases a day later. Yeah. We'll just record it tomorrow or something. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's ask about Ilt's appearance. Um, she is not too varied in appearance from her brethren. Lineage, 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 yes. which began some centuries ago with this plains ravens being brought to Red Bow, to the Red Bow. Whatever. You can guess the effect. Her feathers are as red as a cardinal's, her beak and talons silver. As Lavender is speaking, you take a knife and a napkin from the table and begin cutting the cloth napkin into, the, into small strips, which you put on your plate, reaching for a nearby bottle of wine. You pour a reserved amount out onto it, the stripped cloth, staining it lightly red. You bend silver into a frame and a beak and talons. God, reading became so difficult, I'm tired. (laughs) And attached the stained cloth feathers. An effigy of ill stands on the table. Dog drops the effigy into a portal, transporting it somewhere else for now for more convenient storage. I wish I could just teleport things. Yeah. Ask about favorite food. City Council Member Lavender seems happy to reflect on it for a moment before he eventually answers, She has enjoyed eating many things here. The diet of her brethren delights in being thoroughly omnivorous, as towards the things of this plane. She would get particularly excited about a particular brand of birdseed, though unfortunately it is one that discontinued in recent years. Yes, blend. Er, oh yeah, yes, blend. Not sure what it, what it was about it, but that was her favorite. You might have a bag, bag in the shed behind your house. Let's ask about Elle's favorite activities. Um, ah ha ha ha. Oh, she could happily wild the day away looking at herself in the mirror. Honestly, who could blame her? It's very difficult to find a mirror anywhere. Take a mirror. <laughs> Let's just take mirror. You grab one of the mirrors off the table. Why are there so many mirrors? It's Mirrorburg. So? It's not spelled differently. Um, want to just leave? Sure. You have all the info. Uh, um, we have to go back to the shed. After putting down stickers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, sure, that sticker. You slap a suck dog cock sticker onto the barrel full of mirrors. Anyone looking for a mirror here will now be getting an eyeful more than they bargained for, unless they are going to use the mirror to look at animal bits, which would seem like overkill. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, now on the glass cylinder. You slap a lick dog pussy sticker onto the mayor's glass cylinder. It's about as close as you'll get to the, literally sticking it to the man. He acts like he hasn't noticed. That's funny. Okay, I guess we're going back to, um, yeah, our house. Yep. There we go. Uh, There's the garden. The lunar altar. Yep. And And the shed. It has to be behind the shed, right? 
No, he said behind the house in the shed. In the shed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Let's look for birdseed there. In a back corner of the shed and is an intact bag of ES blend birdseed. The remains of a second bag also sit nearby, gunned into by rodents, it would seem. You used to bring pocketfuls of the stuff into town and just toss it around or leave piles of it when walking to or from the farm up north. At some points, you just started keeping it in the house instead of the shed, and that was around the time that the brand was discontinued, and you switched to a different one. The intact bag is free from damage, and the contents inside appear preserved. You take the bag of ES Blend Birdseed. Perfect. Um, we've sticked everything here, right? Can we stick yeah. something again? Yeah. Curious. Mm, yeah, no, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Oh, it says you. It just covers up the previous sticker. Oh, okay. You just you put the same sticker of the sticker <laughs> that was there already. Right, right. Um, let's leave and go into the house. And and save. Yes. Uh, where? God, this is so confusing. <laughs> there. Up now. to the bedroom. Then phone. And the phone. Right, let's ask the zoo agenda again. Yeah. We have placed almost enough. We have twenty nine of seventy. So And we have gotten four out of eight stickers or or no outfits, outfits rather than five yeah. out of seven sticker packs. Yeah, great. Uh let's save. If you want to read the new save code, that's gonna be entirely different. Yes. <clears throat> bark a woo a woo snort bark bark rough rar nay mew. Yeah, bark 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 arrar arf hee haw nay keyboard smash uh keyboard smash keyboard smash keyboard smash uh keyboard smash uh he haw buck cheap hiss yap bark 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 amazing really so save that somewhere I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess this was it for the today's episode. And yeah, tomorrow's going to be the next one. Where we yeah, also, might finish the game. Also, yeah. Also, is there a way that other people can play this game? No. No? No, there's not. That sucks. <laughs> yes, it'll be available on our website, maybe to download at some point. Or there yeah. will be a link to the website where you can play it yourself. Um... Yeah, do you know the link to the website, Brass? Uh, yes. Are you, do you mean our website? <laughs> no. The website of no. the game. No, because the Eggshell didn't send it to me. She only sent it to you. <laughs> it's to thine own selfbizoo.com and then slash form thief. But I think it's easier to just check our website because that's a long website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Brass, do the things. All right. <clears throat> our website is is zooand.me still the absolute best URL that's ever existed and our it's Twitter... pretty mediocre actually wrong anyway <laughs> yeah the Twitter of the podcast is at zooandme my Twitter is at the brass bulldog Akito's is at Akito the zoo our tumblers are the same though I barely use mine okay. so I'm not sure why you want to check it anyway hey our email is at zooandme.proton.me if you want to send us any mail. Yeah. And uh, the uh, PayPal is... I still haven't memorized this. 
So I'm just going to quickly look at the Z and Dem pa- um, Dude, Twitter page. Dude, it's not that difficult. <laughs> All right, it is paypal.me slash zoo and me. Hell yeah. Correct, correct. Pretty simple if you ask me. Yep. Yeah, please give us money. We w- we would greatly appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we need it. Okay, anyway, I uh, hope you had fun. See you next time. Bye. Bye.